Welcome to the March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont, founder of the Wealth Solutions Network. In this podcast, Greg shares his journey to positively impact one million lives by creating an army of financially minded attorneys who embrace an expanded role in their clients' lives. Greg and his guests challenge the status quo in the legal profession and the financial services industry and show attorneys how they can improve their lives, provide greater value to their clients, and experience greater professional satisfaction. Join us in this movement and strengthen your business by learning how to solve your clients' most pressing financial problems. Hello and welcome to another March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont. Today, we're talking about the fourth pillar, and we're going to talk today about wealth accumulation. Now, these are the six pillars of financial advocacy. This is all part of the program that Greg is offering to all of you. So Greg, what are we talking about today and what does wealth accumulation mean? Where do we begin? So, you know, wealth accumulation, this this is cash flow and, and making wise decisions with regard to how we deal with this because again, people are not getting the guidance. So as we look back at what we've covered so far, uh, you know, what have we learned? We've learned that there's this vast and unserved and growing consumer need. They're not getting basic education on how to really make good decisions with regard to their cash flow. And that's what everything revolves around. You know, again, we've looked at the beginning of this and said the regulatory barriers to coming in as an advocate are are minimal. Uh, just take some time, do it the right way, uh, and the technology and the tools gets us where we need to go. And and we remember that what most people want to do is they want to live a fairly carefree lifestyle. Uh, and when we talk about wealth accumulation, the big hurdle that we have to get past is our blessing of the American way. If I want it, I'm going to buy it and I'm going to pay for it on credit. And that's what wealth accumulation is really all about. All right, so there are three, I'm sorry, there are three major secrets, right, that we're going to be addressing today. Do you want to give a brief overview and then we'll dive into those three secrets? Yeah. You know, the first secret, you know, I, I say I say that the savings are not optimized, okay, or saving strategies are not optimized. Well, most people don't even have a saving strategy. You know, some may say, I'm going to set aside X percent or what have you. Uh, we got to, we'll, and we'll peel back the layers, the onion on this, but there is so much room where just small incremental changes uh, can make a tremendous difference over time. And so people are not uh, not uh, optimizing what they're saving. If they're trying to save it, few adjustments to those things over time can make a huge difference. The second secret. And then the third, in the context of what we are always talking about here at WSN, by having these conversations with your clients, you're delivering more value to them. You're becoming more important in their life. You're becoming more referable. And because you're providing more value to the client, they, in turn, are providing greater value back to you. Yeah. All right. Optimization. So what does that mean? Yeah. Help us with that. So I'm going to reflect on my history, my, my learning curve, as it were, as we talk about optimization, because um, if there are a way, if there was the right way to come out of the gates uh, saving for your future once you got out of, oh, in my case, law school, I was a case study on what not to do. I went to law school uh, on loans. My loans are not going to get forgiven, but 
I heard this magical phrase early on when I got out of law school, when I hung my shingle up, I was trying to figure out how I was going to make things happen. And that phrase was forbearance. Mm-hmm. Did not realize, uh, you know, the, the financial impact of that. Yeah. Uh, where my X thousand dollar bill uh, for student loan became much higher. And so when I started my saving journey after, after making that mistake, I did what many of us did, and that was starting to put my savings into 401k. In my case, it was an SCP because I was self-employed. Um, and, and like many Americans, that's where my savings energy went because I didn't want to pay any more taxes than I had to. And again, as self-employed, that's a pretty painful nut to crack. And so I, I, I was not alone. I've seen over over my, my experience here that many, many, many uh, Americans are over-reliant on 401k as their sole savings vehicle. So we need to address that. And when we look at optimal solutions, well, we've got to look for other ways to do it. I've also seen, you know, when people are thinking about saving for college and those type of things, that there is the path of the 529, which uh, many people do, but most people don't, and they don't have a optimized path forward. So what we're talking about is how do we use our limited cash flow and make good value decisions on where it goes? Again, we're not getting this type of guidance elsewhere. Okay. All right. So where do you go, dude? Like, uh, it's not being optimized the way that it is. Uh, what, what, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's level of specificity that you want to get on today's show, but can you give us a little bit of a highlight on, on where optimization actually happens? Yeah. Uh, I like to look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics as a starting point for this. Okay. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly, that, but... exactly what you expected me to say, right? <laughs> you know, the, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, for an average American of their lifetime income, 40% of that's going to go to some form of taxes. 25% of it is going to go to supporting the lifestyle. 25% of it is going to go to servicing debt, leaving only 10% for savings. Uh, and when you go out to the financial advisory world writ large, everybody's fighting over the 10%. And they're saying, I can do this a little better. I can do this a little better. This is a, my magic. This That guy can't do anything. It's all malarkey because they're all fighting over a small piece of the pie. Yeah. Uh, and adding marginal benefit in many cases. Mm-hmm. So as an advocate and looking at true cash flow management, if we can expand and take away some of the taxes, we can expand and take away some of the debt, then we can really make huge progress down the road. Yeah. So we've got to start flipping the tables on debt and taxes. Gotcha. Well, what else should I be asking you about secret number one? Uh, we'll talk, talk about the, that over-reliance on 401k. Okay. Because, you know, again, I, I always think about young Greg or just young people getting started. You know, the, when, we're, when we're thinking about 
doing what's right, thinking about saving, most young professionals start with the 401k. Yep. At a point in their life where their income is lower than it will be. So the marginal tax savings early on in life for putting that money in 401k is de minimis, especially in comparison to the tax bill that gets built up over time for that little bit of tax savings you have at the front end. So when we're looking at trying to develop a optimized savings plan, we have to look outside of 401k. We have to look into alternative investment. We have to, we have to start our own brokerage account. We have to start our own savings account, a bank account, for God's sake. Nowadays, we're paying 4%. Everything old is new again, right? Because once we end up in that tax trap, getting out of it at the tail end of your career can be very painful. All right. Uh, so, so you just previewed this a little, uh, a few minutes ago, talking about how if you change this percentage and you change this percentage, that that can actually make huge impact, which is really secret number two. So let's talk about that. You know, for when we, again, starting with the belief, one man's belief, uh, I, I do believe it's a, uh, uh, almost uh, certainty about interest rates and, ta and tax rates going up in the future. So what people don't understand is when we have our bucket of money that we're pulling off of in retirement, well, if we have a 5 6% increase in our rate of taxation, the erosion of our bucket of money becomes exponential. So we have to be thinking in the front of how do we reposition maybe in this tail end of our savings journey, how do we best save for that? And and I'll, and I'll get get into the, the math of that in just a minute here, uh, but I, I kind of want to double back because I okay I, I didn't um, I didn't drive home the point with regard to debt because it really is the silent killer. Of, of our savings. You know, we, we get lulled into the sense of security about, oh, I have my mortgage has a 3% rate on it, or I've got, you know, 12 months, same as cash or whatever. It's only 22%. If anybody says that with regard to their credit cards, they're crazy. Because what people don't realize is the effective interest cost in their payments to all of these people. Have you ever looked at your mortgage statement and seen your, what your last payment, how much it went to principal and how much it went to interest? I have. It, it doesn't make me very happy. <laughs> and, you know, and, and where is it written that it makes sense that 90% of the payment on your monthly payment to the mortgage company is going to their profit, not to paying down your obligation. And that's the deal that we have made with amortization. And as inflation is increasing, the cost of owning a home 
you know, it's exacerbating the, the impact of that as well. And so we've got to we re-educate people to get them on the right side of compound interest. Because when we do that, then through the techniques that we teach in the pillar uh, education module on this, you know, we can have the impact of shaving decades off of off of a mortgage and saving hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of interest and accumulating money at the same time. There are very powerful ways to get out of that debt problem. So now you get on to the, that 25% that was going to debt. Now we can put that to savings. And that's when we really start accumulating wealth. Gotcha. All right, so so we we backstep there to talk a little bit more about secret number one. So let, let's talk about those those adjustments. You just walked us right into this secret number two with the adjustments. How, how does one make adjustments that can yield such a huge benefit when it comes to accumulation? So there are a couple of ways. Now, when we think about the risk of the market and when we have to compensate for that risk on the income side of things, that's when we have to take more risk than we need to to get a return. So, you know, I've got a, I've got an example that we go through in the training that shows you that if you had a half million dollars sitting in your IRAs and you got 10 years to retirement and you wanted to have take-home income of $40,000 a year, from that bucket. So you have two options. You can continue to save in a taxable environment, or you can do it with after-tax money. If you're doing that in a pre-tax environment, you need to have about 11% rate of return for 10 years on a $15,000 a year contribution to accumulate enough money after taxes to get that $40,000 in your pocket. So, Matt, you pay attention to a lot of stuff. Do you think that a 10% rate of return over the next 10 years is on, on an annual average is something no. that... <laughs> In fact, you're, my, my compliance uh, mind is screaming <laughs> right now because uh, there's no way that you either ethically or legally can say that that is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But if you move that to an after-tax world to get the same amount in your pocket which is what we're really worried about what's in our pocket you only need to be get a get about a three and a half percent rate of return eleven percent to three percent rate of return yeah which ride would you rather have well i mean i love eleven percent bro uh but i mean i would much rather only need three percent to meet the nut that i'm looking to meet in retirement yeah. And that's and that's what this is all about. How do we catch up? You know, mm -hmm. there you know a lot of people that we work with uh, you know have come in, especially people that uh, that members of WSN come in front of. They've gotten through the phase where they've taken their kids in school and they're gotten through there and they're sitting there in their mid 50s going, oh "My god, I got 10 years until I retire. I don't know what the heck to do." Yep. Uh and you know, again, that little shift of mindset from a pre-tax to an after-tax environment 
uh, can bring peace of mind right there. And then there are people that also qualify to bring in leverage, uh, use other people's money to essentially buy a mortgage to get a better retirement mm-hmm. that can put a lot of money in in a few short years and be done and have a huge benefit on the other end. And we, we talk about that in the training. So there are all these tools out there that are designed for the rich to get richer. And thankfully, for the middle class, the, the definition of rich has bled up uh, because our million-dollar IRAs to get to the point where we can play some of these games. Now, I haven't asked you this before. and I, What are some of the objections that you hear to secret number one and secret number two before we get into secret number three? Too good to be true. Ah, that's a great objection. Yeah, all right. Yeah. How come I've never heard of this before? Oh, yeah. I, I, I just don't understand it. It's too complicated. And so that that was obviously the third one is a uh, a failure of education, yeah. and which is what the mission of WSN is. So that is no longer an objection. Uh, and so we get to one and two. Well, is it too good to be true? No, we'll show you how this all works out. And mathematically, we all know that the financial industry is not designed to lose money. They're doing quite fine out of these deals, are, uh, but are. it but it does work. Uh, and it's just, that's why I mentioned my paradigms at the beginning. It has to be a rewiring, uh, a re-education of everything that we've been fed throughout the 401k era, that the market is the king. And all other options don't give you what you need to get. And that's just not true. And it's all designed to be able to to have you put more money at risk in the market so that they make their money or whether or not you get your obligation, you you meet your your goals that you're looking for. What what a great in in again, just a point of highlighter differentiation and distinction with what WSN is attempting to do here, because this is an educational system in order to help people educate their clients on another way and a better way to look at things. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. So that was, I love how you just said that. That's a great soundbite. We need to use that in your marketing of this um, to really communicate to your ideal target market, exactly what WSN is and why it's so vital to go through this training so that they can provide this education, which will in turn increase opportunity, but also just help out the general public make better financial decisions when they're approaching retirement. Is that a fair statement? Uh, absolutely. You know, we're, we are the the last line of defense uh, to, for many of these people because, again, you got your money with your 401k provider. The guy there is not going to talk to you about solutions that are not on his platform. Most people have access. If they have life insurance, they have access to um, captive agents uh, or other people that don't really know the full spectrum of options out there. They know what they know. They just don't know what they don't know. Uh, and these tools, you know, I was seven, eight years into my journey of becoming a financial advisor until I found some of these tools. Oh. So WSN, we're getting these solutions to the consumer through the advocacy of the attorneys uh, that they're not going to get elsewhere. Yeah. Secret number three, my friend. Let's go. 
Secret number three is there are so many opportunities right there in the people that you're meeting every day to bring some of these values into play. And we talk about the uh, debt early on, you know, how many people have you sat across the desk from recently that have a couple car loans, got a mortgage, got a student loan, got a credit card? That type of profile, they're typically looking at 25 years until they're paid off. Oh, yeah. That profile can be cut down to about 10 just by being more systematic and turning compound interest in their favor as opposed to in the favor of the banks. You look at that example. I talked about the 55 to 65. They got their kids through college. Now they're playing catch up. All they can think of is my fidelity guy told me I can put more into the 401k this year because I'm over 55. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's not the right answer. Maybe the right answer is, hey, I've already got all of my life savings tied up in my 401k at risk in the market. Maybe instead I look at one of these other solutions that allows me to use other people's leverage to get more income for myself down the road. And by the way, do it in a fashion that is not at risk in the market. Or maybe I'm just going to take a little bit of the tax hit now and I'm going to set aside in a different type of of um, saving vehicle. So I don't need to get 10%. I only need to get 3.5% sure. to end up with the result I want, which is income in my pocket. So these people, you're sitting across the desk from on a day-to-day -day basis, and they're not getting help dealing with these problems. And they don't know their solutions. So you do now. You just said something. I, I don't think I've heard you say this before, Greg. In, in, in using other people's money, are, are we going to address that in this episode? Or is that going to be something that is talked about specifically in the training? Uh, are you just giving us a preview of that? Or can you give us some, something to chew on a little bit more? So that's talked about specifically in the training. Yeah, you know, we may have a conversation with the uh, people that are part of that program uh, okay. as we as we continue to develop our podcasts. Uh, but yeah, that is covered in more depth uh, in the training uh, that we started with with the uh, the pillars. Uh, and you know, as as we uh, kind of jump sequence here and had an episode that will be released right before this, yeah. uh, where we went into our training for the uh, long term care and how that is a way for people to add uh, instant impact uh, to their practice. Uh, and down the road, we are releasing one of these uh, deep dive trainings each month, uh, which is part of the basic membership of WSN to have access to uh, these trainings uh, that are fully fleshing out some of these concepts. All right. So far, we've got through wealth management, wealth preservation, wealth enhancement, and this one is wealth accumulation. Uh, what is the next pillar we're going to be talking about in our next episode? So, you know, as we're working through all this together, wealth transfer uh, is the next one we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, that's that's where the the estate planning rubber meets the road. Uh, we've got everything else taken care of. Now, how do we set things on a path to go to the next generation as tax efficiently uh, and potentially leveraged as possible? Most, most of the people that uh, we talk to know the legal structures, uh, but there's mm -hmm. some tricks of the financial advisory and insurance trade 
that I was ignorant to, and I'm going to presume that many estate planning attorneys are ignorant to it as well. We're going to change that. If somebody wants to know more about how they can join WSN, what, what's the best place for them to go? Yeah, right now, as we are on this crusade to establish our first founders class, as it were, between now and the end of the year, uh, the best place is to reach out to me directly. Uh, I'm available through LinkedIn, uh, or you can reach me by email, greg at dandblaw.com. That's D as in dog and the B as in boy, law.com. Uh, and feel free to also reach out and call me on the cell phone, 614-531-7524, 614-531-7524. I, I probably won't answer it but I will return it. <laughs> well, and you know, somebody might be listening to this two years from now. Uh, and so uh, we'll make sure that that number is, is going to be answered because you're going to have to have a team to support this, bro. I have a feeling there's been a lot of people are going to want to join WSN. All right, Greg. Well, I thank you very much for covering uh, this whole idea of wealth accumulation. Well, transfer is going to be the next one, which is really kind of the happy place for a lot of the listeners that we already have right now. It's something that they're familiar with, but there are going to be some gaps that you're going to be talking about that can really create not only great opportunities for you as as the attorney, but also great opportunities to make your clients even more whole. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? As always, Matt, it's a pleasure to chat with you. And it is a pleasure to chat with you too. Listen, we're going to have links and all of that contact information in the show notes. So if you have any questions, just make sure that you go there. Uh, but if not for Greg, this is Matt, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic for wealth transfer on our next episode with the six pillars of financial advocacy. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the March to a Million podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and get in touch with our team by visiting our website at www.wealthsolutionsgroup.biz or give us a call at 614-432-8065. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wealth Solutions Network. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice from qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have.